Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of For Fantasy Purposes Only, where I, the Oracle, do my absolute best to train you in the fine Jedi arts of fantasy football and to turn you salty sea dogs into <laughs> champions amongst your league. I do my best, y'all. I try to get the inside scoop, and I try to direct y'all into the correct direction. Um, sometimes I fail in this. Sometimes I'm thinking somebody can be the best person, but sometimes they just don't turn out to be the best person. But it's all right. We keep going. We got to keep trying to get the info and make the right decisions because it's not about, it's it's about the overall season of how you play. And it can hurt, and it can be bad, but you'll be all right. You'll make it. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, we are down to the wire. Well, we're not down to the wire, but it's almost July. So, I know in July, I know you salty sea dogs will be freaking doing practice drafts and mock drafts. Maybe you're doing a few now. I wouldn't do any just now because, you know, some people get re-signed in the late rounds and you don't want it to be where you're living in the moment kind of thing. If you want to live in the moment, like you play weekly games, you know what I mean? But me, I'm more a weekly game. It's cool. It's cool to win the money. I never won it. I always broke a, a least even on most of my games. I didn't win like an ignore. I have not won as much as I've won from playing uh, seasonal leagues. That's for sure. But I've won a lot more playing seasonal leagues than playing weekly, daily leagues or whatever. But to each his own. For me, we are looking at the totality of the year. Uh, you know, it's, it's different processes. You got to go over the rookies. You got to know the rookies. You got to know the rookies and the options in which your rookies are in. Because sometimes, like me, I ain't going to lie, the year Zeke Elliott came out, he was, like, projected a first-rounder. And I'm like, okay, yeah, Cowboys have the number one line, the the best line in, you know, the NFL, which is true. But how is this rookie going to come in and have an immediate same thing I thought about Shaquan Barkley? And, boy, did they come in and have immediate effect on the – on not only their team, but on the game of fantasy football. But today we are not talking about the running backs. Last week, I know you guys listened. We went over to the quarterbacks theory. Uh, I'm not saying go get you a good quarterback, but can I feel like you could get a combo? Because there's going to be somebody on waiver wire that's going to be left and people... There's going to be somebody on waiver wire you can pick up. I'm sure. 
Y'all get help filling the void. You just got to focus on the rest of your team. Try not to make the quarterback the most. Like, I mean, I mean, if you if in the draft you are the person that picks up the number one quarterback, then it was all worth it. It was all worth it. Like, man, I had this one person in one of my leagues. He got Aaron Rodgers, number one round. I mean, he would go far in the playoffs, and he would get to the playoffs and, you know, get to the second round. I think he went to the championship one year. He always got Aaron Rodgers first round. I'm like, man, I appreciate it. You can have that because that's just more chance for me getting somebody decent. You know what I'm saying? A, a running back who I need, a Shaquan Barkley or – or 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 uh, Christian McCaffrey, you know. People I know is gonna give me money, and people I need to give me money, you know. What I mean? But I, he had he did do it last year for the first time in like four years, so I'm sure he probably won't do. It. But I think he got Deshaun Watson early. I think he got like Deshaun Watson in the third round, and it's crazy because he's a Green Bay fan. But today we are talking wide receivers, ladies and gentlemen. I decided I wanted to go in order from the closest to the season, furthest out, the least important. Because quarterback, yes, they, they're, they're, which is part of the quarterback theory, which I know you guys listened to last year or last week because you're listening this week. And I'm telling you to go listen to the quarterback theory. Uh <laughs> See, their value is so high in the real world that it's actually lessons in the fantasy world. I know it sounds weird, but it's it's the weird trade-off. And that's why I wanted to talk about wide receivers. Because wide receivers actually have a high ceiling. As far as PPR, because of course everything they're catching is obviously a point you got have a possible extra point to seven points for a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? Like, they catch a touchdown at seven points as opposed to a running back or a quarterback running it in for six points. You know what I'm saying? Like, they catch it, they get the PPR, you know what I'm saying, point, and they get the – so, you know, they could potentially be – but for the wide receivers – like, the opportunity isn't as high as the running backs. That's why I wanted to go to quarterbacks first because they were the least important in fantasy football. Wide receivers, not because they're the next to least, but for the wide receivers, at best-case scenario, I think I've seen maybe Julio Jones have the most receptions at 17. Or attempts, I think it was like attempts. Or, uh, excuse me, uh, targets. He had like 17 targets, but he had like 15 catches in that 300 receiving yard game he had with three touchdowns. I think it was like 15. And that's honestly, if I could draw back, maybe Antonio Brown's had a couple of 15s, a couple of 17 reception games. But it's not many. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think their targets... Okay, you got wide receivers who targets. Their targets. 
We're just talking about targets. We're talking about opportunities thrown your way. Your opportunities, you have about, for the elite ones, about 15, about 13 to 15 to about 17 is the most I've ever seen. Maybe somebody might have like, you know, nah, 17 is the most targets. I think like 16 or 15 are the most catches I've ever seen a wide receiver. So they have 17, the elite ones have about 14 to 17 targets, which are opportunities to make a play. Where versus the running back, you might have Shaquan Barkley touch the ball, you know, 15 targets and, you know, 15 catches and 15 carries. You know what I mean? So their value in that aspect, they handle the ball more, which is weird, okay, because I tell you the quarterback handles the ball more, but they're the decision makers. Like, they're going to throw it if they throw it, you know. It, uh, but then they might, you might get you a Cam, Cam Newton who might throw it and run it, you know what I mean? So they're always getting points unless they hand it off to the running back, you know what I'm saying, on offense. But... Wide receivers are next up on this list, if you haven't guessed. I will brag about one prediction I had last year. I had Devontae Adams going into the first round last year. I predicted him being number 12 overall, and he was number 12 overall. <laughs> last year at the PPR. So, Oracle, would you please take your hand, stretch it out, and put it on your back, and pat it a couple of times? <laughs> hey, it might be one out of ten predictions correct, but hey, we got one. You gotta, you gotta highlight the ones you get right. Cause I've, I've admitted that I was, I missed out on Shaquan Barkley for sure, for sure. I would be the first one to say that I drove the truck. Uh, the bus for him not being a first-rounder, and boy, was he a first-rounder. You better believe it. <laughs> but I'm thinking that's with the opportunities. And here we have another wide receiver list, which I'm kind of like agreeing with and not agreeing with right here. Because they got Mike Evans after Keenan Allen. And I actually think Mike Evans will have the best. If, if freaking James Winston is the starting quarterback the whole year, new coach, this is going to be a new system, Mike Evans is definitely a one <laughs> for sure. For sure. He's a very explosive, tall, strong hands sacrifices his body, and they got weapons all over. So I think I think Keenan Allen will not have a slightly. I think, man, they got Devontae Adams. We are going off the ESPN list here. Sorry I didn't draw up my own list, but as far as wide receivers go, I would say in the first two rounds, go for running backs. You know, in the third round, it looks like to me they got A.J. Green at number 15. 
Uh, they got Sammy Watkins here at 17. I'm sure they're anticipating Tyreek Hill missing some time. Possibly being suspended. Because they got Tyreek Hill all the way at 29th here. That's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. And really, honestly, honestly, it's like a lot of these, they have a lot of the duos close together. Together, Like they got Adam Thielen at 10 and got Stefan Diggs at 14, which I think is fair. I thought Stefan, I mean, they slightly had awesome years, but man, Diggs. He be missing some time from getting hurt, man. I don't know what's going on. He always misses time for for injury. So for me, yeah, I would slightly put him behind. Just anticipating he might miss a little time. And I, dang, I hate to speak that into existence. No, he doesn't always. He's not always missing time for injury. But for the past few years, there have, you know, I'm not going to say he always because that's saying, like, I'm I'm, a, I'm hoping he would miss some later on in the year, which I'm not hoping. But in the past, he has missed a number of weeks due to injury. Therefore, I project and forecast that he might possibly miss some time in the future. Is that fair to say? I think that's very fair. I think if Stefan Diggs was listening, he definitely would not be too mad at that, I hope. And then you got, man, which is really, damn, I just, oh, I wish I had somebody here to talk about this with, man. Like, I really want to know the people's input on who's going to have the better year Juju Smith-Huster or Antonio Brown. Like, I really want to know. Not for the purpose of me, like, not having my own decision made. Because me, myself, I think that Antonio Brown is going to have the better season. I think that... First point being made... Antonio Brown will feel the effects of not having an elite quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger who has a big arm and willing to take chances. And I'm not going to lie, it was a 50-50. It was like great quarterback, great receiver. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give one or the other more credit than the other. You know, when it it comes down to, like, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, okay, what percentage do you have being – the, you know, taking the more credit of the success of New England? Do you get 50-50, you know, to both? Do you get 60-40? You know, in that debate, in this debate, I think it's absolutely 50-50. I think you have a world-class Hall of Fame quarterback, no question, with a Hall of Fame wide receiver, no question, and Antonio Brown. And I think as far as Pittsburgh, it was 50-50. Great quarterback, great wide receiver. Now, with that being said, I feel like 
he will definitely feel the effects of not having that. As great as I know he's going to be, even without Ben Roethlisberger, I know Ben Roethlisberger is going to be great. I know Ben Roethlisberger is going to be great. I know that. But I'm not so absolutely sure. Like, Juju Smith, he runs hard. He runs very violently, runs very fast. He catches very well. His routes are very clean, and he's very physical, and those things matter. But I don't think Juju is ready for the pressure of being double-teamed in the NFL. I just don't think. I think at, I think as far as Antonio Brown, his worst problem is probably he's going to start getting mad when he's open. He's beat the defender probably eight times that day, and Derek Carr just accuracy, just he can't get it to him. He doesn't have the biggest arm. Can he chuck it down the field? Uh, he's here or there, yeah. Is he very accurate? Eh, I don't think he's that accurate. So I definitely feel like some of those missed throws are going to happen with him and Antonio. And they still have to build the chemistry that he built with Ben Roethlisberger after, what, five or six, seven, seven years with Pittsburgh. So I definitely I think Antonio Brown... I actually think that James Washington will have a really good year. I'm really, I'm really, I'm not counting on him. But I really think that he's going to have a really, James Washington is going to have a hellacious year. As opposed to Juju. But can Juju back it up and get another 120 receiving receptions and 1,200 receiving yards? I think so. Do I think Antonio Brown can do that in his sleep? I do think that. I do think that he could do that in his sleep. No problem. And I wish I just had somebody here to debate me on that because Juju's good. The boy is good, but I don't think he's ready for the double team. They got Michael Thomas. They got Devontae Adams, number one overall. Hmm. I don't necessarily disagree with that because Devontae Adams is a force to be reckoned with. Like, even with, like, Aaron Rodgers probably had the highest, uh, not incompletions, but check down out of bound passes last year. And it was a lot of other situations where he would force it to uh, Deontay Adams, Devontae Adams. And he fucking lasered it to him, and he was able to catch the ball in traffic, multiple defenders, and then run and take it for extra yards. So <clears throat> I do not disagree here at him being the number one receiver this year. I'm actually, it's actually my pleasure to see him at number one coming from being the third string behind freaking Randall Cobb. And Randall Cobb was balling. Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson was definitely balling. And for him to just come from the third option to the number one option, like, it is my pleasure to see that, man. Like, honestly. And did it have Deon- uh, DeAndre Hopkins, number two? Definitely don't disagree here as far as the Texas fan. I'm a little torn though. I'm a little torn. He man, he he doesn't miss any time, man. 
I ain't gonna knock on wood. I'ma just hope that just sticks and I speak that into the existence because <laughs> that dude does not ever miss any time, bro. And he's just he's definitely a one for sure. If it I'ma just tell I'ma just go down the list here. And I'ma just go down top tiered. We just gonna go top tiers right now, right here. We gonna go, are they elite? Are they elite? We're not going to worry about the order or anything. We're just going to ask ourselves, are they elite? And if the answer is yes, then they are worth a first to third round pick. So we're just going to do it. And if you're listening in to the podcast and you're listening and you disagree with me, you let me know, man. Hit on my Twitter, bro. Hit up my Twitter. Let me know at Savage Love. That was gonna be my brand name. That still is my brand name. At Savage Love. Holla at me where the three, where the E is a three. Also hit up my Fiverr, y'all. I'm trying to do discounts. I'm trying to do discounts. Hit up my Fiverr. Let's get it going. Let's get it cracking for the new year. Cause it's coming. Trust me. The money will be coming. You ain't got to worry about that. You ain't never got to worry about that. I'm a Fiverr pro, y'all. Took me some time to get here, but at least I got here. (laughs) Oh, man. That was great. Hit on my Fiverr. 30% 30% off. Let's do it. All righty. Back to this. Devontae Adams. Is he elite or not elite? I think the answer is a yes on that one. Deontay Hopkins. Is he elite or not? I don't think there's a question there. He's definitely... I don't think anybody could disagree. If you have videotape... If you have videotape... There's cameras everywhere. Does this man not know that there's cameras anywhere, everywhere? He thought he was going to sneak up to DeAndre Hopkins and let him know from the opposing team. Like, you can't do that. You let people know they're good. Like, hey, man, like, hey, you good. You got us. You got us today. But we're going to get you next time type stuff. This man basically folded. I ain't going to say folded. But he graciously bowed down to DeAndre Hopkins. Why they're paying playing about to play them, not after they play them. Like, man, you destroyed us like you the best in the league. It's before that. You gave him that much confidence before the game, and he went out and destroyed you in the game. Because you went out on field and told him personally that you know he was the best in the game. So I think on that fact... Uh, and the D'Angelo Hall is my boy on FS1. Love to see him when he comes through. But uh, DeAndre Hopkins did break him down. I, I'm sorry. He planted his foot wrong. I don't, I'm not going to say it was a freak accident, but he, he put him down. I ain't going to lie about that one. So is he elite? Yeah, I think it's no question. Julio Jones, is he elite? I think it's no question if he's elite. Man, he just has some trouble getting in the end zone, man. I don't know what it is. It's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. 
It's like my curse is my blessings and my blessings are my curse. Because he's just physically, nobody physically is should be a wide receiver more than this guy. He's physically talented, but for some reason, him and his connection with Matt Ryan just doesn't equal more touchdowns. It's weird. It equals a lot of yards and a lot of receptions, but not necessarily a ton of touchdowns. It's weird. I've never seen this case with anybody but Julio Jones. But is he elite? Without question. It's going to be one day you're going to need a 50-point game. And will he get you a 50-point game? At least one a year he does that. At least one a year he gets a 45, 50-point game for sure. So, elite, yes. Tier one, yes. Odell Beckham Jr. I think it's going to be interesting with the new quarterback. Beckham Mayfield looks like he's the real deal. I see the Browns taking a step in the right direction next year. They might have a lot of ego, but I think Baker Mayfield, he ain't no punk either. So I think he'd be able to get Odell Beckham Jr. to keep his head on straight while they can have a lot of fun as well. But then again, I also see a situation where one blows up, they both blow up, Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry has been kicked out of a couple of games for his attitude. So I do also see a situation where it's a dark cloud of attitudes as well. Duke Johnson not getting touches. The defense thinking they're better than the offense. You know how it goes in football. But is he elite? Without question. Michael Thomas, is he an elite? He is elite. Now, has Drew Brees taken a step off the cliff to be decided? But is he elite? I think he is elite. I think Sean Payton's, the the game plan set for him, he has great hands. He has very strong, great hands. He doesn't uh, he doesn't drop a lot of passes. He will drop a few of them, but he doesn't drop a ton of them. Him and Drew Brees had the most completions for a reason. Then we got Juju Smith-Huster. Is he elite? Ugh. To me, for Juju, in this situation that he is in with Antonio Brown gone and him being the number one wide receiver. He is a number one wide receiver. Yes. But is he elite? I can't answer that. 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 I cannot answer that. I can't answer that. But is he a wide receiver one? Yes, he is. We gonna see. He's he's gonna prove it this year. He's gonna get his money's worth this year. And then next we got Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown to me, you could put him be, give him DeAndre Hopkins treatment. You can give him 
15 different starting quarterbacks in the past five years, and I bet you he come out with the mink coat. <laughs> Real talk. I bet you he come out with the mink coat and some Versace glasses on. No question. But, 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 but. He is an elite wide receiver with wide receiver two downside. Only because of the quarterback. Only because of John Gruden. And I don't think the system will work for him. I think he's going to be smiley, smiley. You know, but when it starts being, it's going to be about Antonio Brown at some point, And he's going to be unhappy. And we'll see how that all fares out. Keenan Allen, is he elite? The boy is good. He's real good. He's real great. 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 (laughs) You said it about 80 times. He's real great. He's real great. Is he elite to me? Not quite yet. Not quite... I ain't going to say yet. Was he before the injury? Did he ball out? I I really think Mike Williams is going to steal some thunder from him. Mike Williams, to me, is equivalent to Juju Smith-Huster. So I think that might take away from his numbers. But is he a wide receiver one? Yes, without question. Now, this is where the things start to get dicey for me. Because after Keenan Allen, who is not number eight, we have Mike Evans, who is number nine. And to me, Mike Evans is an elite. He's elite. No question. No question. (coughs) Probably if we're talking about body stature, as far as what you want your wide receiver to look like, he's definitely right there. He's definitely right there, for sure. With Julio Jones with the tall, he's it's not as muscular, but still a solid guy. A little longer, though. Just as good a hands. Maybe not better. Catch after uh, yards after catch. Maybe not in that department does he excel in. But, boy, can he jump over some people and catch some balls, some 50-50 balls. He can catch some 10-90 balls he's he's taking. So does that make him elite? Yes, he is elite. Yes, he is elite to me. Yes, he is elite. And most of his games I ever see, he's always scoring at least, like, 18 to 20. It's very Very, very, very rarely I see him at 12, 13, 10, 8 points. He's freaking out. 20 points, 25. His thing is, I've never seen him have a bust-out, bust-out game. Like, can he get you 30, 35? Yes. But I don't quite remember quite seeing him with 40-point games, 50-point games. I've never seen him go off like that. But, boy, can he catch it? Yes. Is he elite to me? Yes, 100%. Next here we got Adam Thielen. Is he an elite wide receiver? Uh, 
I think it's a weird situation because I think like him and Stefan Diggs, who is at 14 here on the ESPN uh, list of wide receivers ranking, I think they both complement each other so well. It's like yin and yang, white and black, literally. <laughs> like their games are both so good and there's so much of a threat on the field equally that they equally do just as much damage. Is he elite? He's borderline elite. He 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 got some buck he got a lot of buckets last year. He got a lot of buckets last year. But I don't really recall him having that breakout game either. I really don't recall him having that 50 point, 40 point game either in the past few years. But will he go get you 16, 18 consistently? Oh yeah, he'll do that. He'll do that. He'll get you plenty of 25s, plenty of 20s, point games. For sure, for sure. Now, this one right here is a little sensitive to me. T.Y. Hilton at 11. At 11, to me, is T.Y. Hilton elite? Yes, he is, without question. I can't even argue any. I can't even make anything an argument towards him not being elite. He catches a ball. He sacrifices his body. He gets to the open field. He has the burn. He's fast AF in lighter terms. I wanted to say the other thing, but I guess I keep it not a family show, but I at least do my best to not have too much profanity. He's definitely a one for sure. Is he elite? To me, he is without question elite as well. Because boy, will he blow up. Oh boy, you better believe he can blow up. Especially against the Texans. I don't know what it is, but he runs all over the Texans. I'm sorry. We division rivals, but I got to give credit where credit is due. The boy be freaking burning the Texans, dog. But... Has he missed a number of games from fan or from injury in the past few years? Yes, he has missed a number of games from injury in the past few years. So, just a projection. He might miss a little bit more time in the near future. But is he elite? Yes, he is elite. Then you got Amari Cooper here. Amari Cooper is elite. Is an elite wide receiver to me. He's elite. I think even with Dak Prescott, I think he makes Dak Prescott look better than Dak Prescott really is, honestly, in this stage. It's weird. Because it's like this back and forth thing with the Raiders last year. Is he a one? Is he not a one? He comes to the Dallas Cowboys. And is he a one? Yes, most definitely. Without question, he is a number one wide receiver on this team. Is he elite? Yes, he is elite to me. Cause boy, can he blow up? Boy, his yards after cash last year were ridiculous, man. My goodness, you know Dak used to dink and Dak. He would dink and Dak on a small little slant route, and Amari Cooper would take three defenders to the house. Boy, whoo! He's elite. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, he's elite.
Next, we got Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman, to me, is he the number one wide receiver for the New England Patriots? Yes, he is. Just because he's Tom Brady's guy, just because he's been with the team. It looks like Michael Kraft, they're big on loyalty, so I know they're going to give him plenty of opportunities for shine. Uh, it's been a lot of a lot of especially after the playoffs where he did to Kansas City, he freaking took over against Kansas City and just destroyed them down the stretch in overtime. He got like two big passes where it was like do or die. It was like third and ten, <laughs> and he freaking came out the woodworks and made it happen, making plays. So he will get the opportunity. Him and Tom Brady are obviously good friends, so he'll force it to him. But I do think that Tom Brady is and Julian Edelman are in a bit of a declining stage. So for me, would I take him over Stephon Diggs or A.J. Green right here? I would not. I would not. But would I take him over Robert Woods, Samuel Watkins? They got, oh, okay, they got the trio right here. They got uh, Robert Woods at 16, Brandon Cooks at 18, and then Cooper Cup at 20. Huh. They got Kenny Galladay at 19. I actually agree with that. Well, okay, maybe I don't. They got Sammy Watkins here which is another thing I wish I had somebody to discuss here. Tyreek Hill at 29. Uh, I'm sure if you haven't already heard, you already know about Tyreek Hill having the issue with his son and his son's mother a few months back where he got caught on videotape. I guess she got videotape evidence of him telling the son that he should be scared of him and she should be too. And it definitely, he also had a, a case with the same young lady back in college, I believe. And I think it was also like another child abuse uh, assumption uh, situation that he was in with his son as well. A few years ago, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. <laughs> Let's just say that it's not looking good. And then, so the Chiefs is are giving him an extended interview today about his, you know, where his mind frame is. See if his mental health is okay. See if there's anything going on with the child and the mother. So, to me, I don't know. If if you can... <sighs> with Kareem Hunt, right? Like, they immediately just dropped him. Like, I understand, like, it was a black guy and it was a white girl. And, you know, it, black men have never won that battle. We don't win battle against black women, but we definitely don't win that battle against white women. It's just the way it is. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be racist, but, you know. Did Kareem Hunt get a, take it a little too far? Maybe he took it. But when I watched the video, like, it just doesn't look like if the, 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 the friends who were 
Anglo-American. The friends were pulling him back, and they were just making this. I felt like if they would have just let him go, let him just talk to her, it wouldn't have gotten as far as it gotten. And did he really kick her? Should you kick anybody? No, you should not. But did he really, like, kick her in a harmful way? I don't necessarily think that was the case. So for them to drop him after a day of not even the video evidence comes out and they freaking cut ties with him immediately. And he has no background, no history. But Tyreek Hill has a little history. But they're kind of like, okay, we lost our great, we lost the running back. We can't lose our number one wide receiver too. But in this situation, it looks like he's probably going to miss some time if I had to guess right now today. He's going to miss a little time. And for that unsurety, we have Sammy Watkins at 17 here. We have Sammy Watkins over Kenny Galladay, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Boyd. I who uh uh no sir. They got Tyler Lockett all the way at twenty three. I don't think that's. They got Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin was balling last year. I can't lie. And then they got rid of that other wide receiver. So I think Chris Godwin is going to be really good this year. I think Tyler Boyd is going to be really good. But I don't see I don't see Sammy Watkins having a better year than any of these. I don't see him. Maybe, maybe Tyler Lockett only because DK Metcalf. I think is going to steal the show in Seattle. But can Tyler Lockett grab some long balls? He could definitely grab some long balls. But I think like DK Metcalf. I think they're going to try to make him into the uh, make him into the Julio Jones of the Seattle Seahawks. And I still also see them being the first run team. So I think that kind of hurts his projection as far as that goes. But DJ Moore, I think for DJ Moore, is either put up or shut up in this situation. Because they traded Devin Functions and freaking whatchamacallit to make you the number one person. Freaking uh, uh, C. Smith Sr., has been driving your parade for the past month and you got your opportunity. So we definitely will see how that how that works out for him. And then they got Allen Robinson. I don't necessarily think he'll have a better year than Allen Robinson. He stay healthy, man. He can catch some mean balls, man. I didn't think he was that good. I didn't think he was that strong either. And then Alshon Jeffries, I think he, he had a small blunder in the playoffs last year. But I definitely don't see him having a better year than him. I don't even see Sammy Watkins having a better year than Mike Williams, even with Sammy Watkins is okay. See, I gotta learn how to choose my words. He doesn't always miss time from injury. But in the past, we have seen he have missed a number of games from injury. Therefore, <coughs> if any other in this on this list. I project missing time for injury. I would have to say the top person. T, nah, T.Y. isn't the top person, but he's he's definitely up there for sure. 
I don't see anybody else I can. Oh, Will Fuller. Maybe Will Fuller, but he's higher on him. Will Fuller, he has missed a number of games for injury. So, am I projecting him missing games? <laughs> yeah, probably. So, I definitely put Sammy Watkins number one on the forecast to injury list. My for okay, my forecast injury list. So that for Tyler Boyd, you think really think the the year Tyler Boyd was having last year? I don't think he's gonna decline. I don't think he's gonna be much greater either. But is he gonna be somebody you can count on as a legit wide receiver too? I I'm pretty sure he could do that. Even even with. Andy Dalton was missing time last year. Freaking A.J. Green missed time. And he was there pretty much every game. And he was still balling. So, I don't project him doing too bad. So, then that's what I say with Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, can he explode? Is he an elite wide receiver? I honestly, I think he can be. I just think he's going to miss so much time that he won't get the rhythm of the game. You know, he's going to be in and out. I don't know. But is he elite? I think he is elite. Is he a wide receiver one? Yes, he is a wide receiver one. Yes. But the injuries, man, I just think he's going to miss. There's going to be a lot of question marks around if he goes, man. Yeah. He my boy. He helped me win my, one of my first championships in fantasy football. So I'm forever, forever grateful for that. But I just think he he's high on the injury list for sure. Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods. Well, I don't know, man. It's weird on that team because they, they all can ball. They're all ballers. If you had, like, a game plan, if you, like, got Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and Cooper Cook, even after injury, if you just had those three in your lineup, I think you'd do very well. You would do very well in that league. Which is funny because that might be a strategy I might try to think up right now. This is where it starts getting a little murky, but I don't think it gets uncontrollably murky. You got Jarvis Landry at 28, Tyreek Hill at 29, and Mike Williams. Okay, I do think Jarvis Landry will be a high reception person. Will he have a, a 100-yard receptions? I think he definitely can. What? How many yards will that equal, and how many opportunities in the end zone? I never known him as an end zone person. He just gets a ton of touchdowns, but he does catches a lot of balls. <laughs> balls. You said balls. <laughs> Sorry I had to be immature right there. Mike Williams, I think it's after the injury from the rookie year, the year before last year. I think he is on the right path now. And it's really good to see, honestly. Geronimo, uh, Allison, he's good. But do I see him? Because they have, they have him over Marvin Jones. I think, like, honestly, wide receivers, as far as Green Bay goes, it's like Devontae Adams, who is definitely the number one. It will be the number one. And you have this other, you have like three or four other 
wide receivers who are all young and up and coming, and I think like all equally will have an effect on the on that team. But they have Marvin Jones here. Can he blow up? Oh yeah, I man Marvin Jones. He is all they line him up all over. He can catch balls. He sacrifices his body. He can catch 50-50 balls. He can run great routes. Very speedy guy. Very physical. Good hands. Uh, has he been signed from injury? Yes, he has. But I think he is a wide receiver one with a wide receiver two floor. But he also has a an elite wide receiver elite. Because he, he is been some games where he can get you 35-40 now. He do that for sure. He can do that. No question. And then and I feel the same case with Calvin Ridley. Like, I feel like he's a confident wide receiver too. A consistent wide receiver too. Okay, I guess I guess that would be a good bracket. They got Robbie Anderson here, and I don't too much agree with that. I don't think he's going to have a better year than Sterling Shepard or Will Fuller, necessarily, honestly. I think he drops down to me, for me. Even D.D. Westbrook and Corey Davis here, I don't see them in the midst of Will Fuller because we know what, oh, well, okay, maybe I'm super biased because I'm a Texas fan. But him, Will Fuller, and Deshaun Watson got a good connection down the field, man. It's just Will Fuller misses time, man. Misses time. And so that's why I'm saying with Calvin Ridley, I also see, like, him being a consistent wide receiver, too. Or he's like a wide receiver one who has a floor of wide receiver two, but he has elite upside. Like, it was a couple of games where he got, like, 30, 40 points as well last year. So I put them in a D.D. Westbrook. To me, I think Keelan Cole is still number one guy, so I don't necessarily agree with that. Corey Davis, whoo, he was so good in that one playoff game, and I thought he was going to start ascending. And he did not ascend quite like I thought he was last year. Which is sad to say because he is good. He is really good. Corey, uh, Will Fuller, I just think him, okay, I think like him and Sammy Watkins are like neck to neck and missing time this year, honestly. You got Sterling Shepard who would be the number one wide receiver for New England Jet Net or Giants. I'm sorry. So, does that put him in the position to succeed? Yes. Does that put him in a? Do you probably get more targets? Yes. Will we see how is how life is for him not being double teamed like Odell Beckham Jr., who's always been double teamed? We shall see. We shall see. This is an interesting one they have here. They got uh, Dante Pettis here from San Francisco at 38. And I kind of honestly like the place he's in right now. Will he have a better year than Larry Fitzgerald? But see, they got here because they got Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald pretty much back-to-back here. Christian Kirk missed some time last year from knee injury. 
Larry Fitzgerald still at this age has very good hands, but is still aging. I don't think he's, I'm not going to say he's lost a step, but he is a step behind. But could Callum Murray be a little bit more accurate and give him more opportunity to be successful with the ball by getting the ball to him? I think he is a lot more able than Josh Rosen, yes. So that's good for both of them. Devin Functions is on Indiana now. I mean, that's crazy. I actually like CC. Honestly, CCQT, I like him a little bit more than I like Will Fuller just because I'm anticipating him, or excuse me, forecasting him to miss some time. They got Michael Gallup here. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders on Denver. I think that's kind of disrespectful. I think Emmanuel Sanders needs to be all the way up here. He's definitely a wide receiver one with elite wide receiver upside, no questions. And they got him in the wide receiver two range. I definitely think he can have a better year than Robbie Anderson, for sure. Maybe even Tyler Lockett and DJ Moore. And maybe even Chris Godwin. And maybe even Cooper Cup. Kenny Galladay, not so much. <laughs> Brandon Woods, not so much. Okay, not so, but definitely I see him being like 20 spots higher for sure. David Moore, Chris Humphreys with Tennessee. I see they got Corden Sutton here at freaking 50 right behind Emmanuel Sanders. See, do I think Emmanuel Sanders can have a better year than CCQT? I think so. Michael Gallup, I definitely think so. The uh, Dante Moncrief, I think so. Larry Fitzgerald, Dante Pettis, I think so. Sterling Shepard, I think so. Corey David, yes. CC, yes. Maybe not necessarily. It's Joe Flacco, right? Dang, that's crazy. He on Denver. I would have never guessed that. Well, he's, oh, man, we still got so many. Oh, they got James Washington all the way down here at 26. That kind of hurts. Because that boy is good. The boy is good. I think he's going to be good. I think James Washington, to me right now, could probably be. It. I think he could have a better year. Okay, I think he can have a better year than Tyler Lockett, but not necessarily DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson, yes. I don't know. They got Robbie Anderson too highly ranked to me. I'm not quite sure why. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is pretty much it for the wide receivers. Dang, man. Well, I got a, I got an episode where I did it with somebody else, with my homie Kelsey. That'll be coming soon. That'll be coming after we do all these positions. I'll drop that one, that episode. But I really wish I did have somebody to discuss some of these wide receivers with in the booth, but I do not. It's okay, though. It's okay, y'all. I'm used to doing things on my own, which is weird because podcasting is like I already talked to myself. 
But with podcasting, I talk out to myself, knowing people will listen to it, but I'm talking out like I'm talking to y'all, but I'm really in a closet, in a mic, talking to myself. And the bad thing about that is, like, in the outside world, it's like I can't, like, separate my career life from the real world because I'm just out in public, like, having thoughts, and I'm speaking them out like they matter to people. But they're looking at me like, are you talking to yourself? And it's like, yes, I'm talking to myself. I'm a podcaster. It's a blessing and it's a curse. But it's your blessing to be listening to me and to be getting some of the greatest, well, okay, some high-quality advice in fantasy football. And it is your curse that you do not do any of the things I say and therefore you fail while I succeed when you should have just followed in my footsteps as far as fantasy football goes. But that's another story for another day because I just love you ladies and gentlemen just so much. Appreciate all the support. You already know how it is. I just love I just love the feedback. I love to hear the stir. I love when people are asking me about my mustache in public and they're like, hey, nice mustache. And I'm like, hey, listen to my podcast. And they're like, hey, I listen to your podcast. <laughs> so Stirring up a lot of attention with the with the with the mustache, you know. Not only is it a great mustache, but it's a mustache on a black guy, who black people typically don't do mustaches like this. So I get some appreciation, some weird looks, but I get appreciation. I think in the long run, it kind of helps with my confidence. Either way, like if this guy can talk and you know with his head up, looking you in his eyes, knowing you're looking at his mustache and you see nothing but his mustache, but he's still having a conversation with you. It's got to be good for your confidence, I'm sure. And I got to be good for your confidence because join my five and now, ladies and gentlemen. I will play the game of fantasy football. If you just like listen to the podcast and you just want the Oracle to See, you want to see if he's real and you just want to pay me to play fantasy football, I'll do it. I'll do it for you. I guess I'll take a small fee and win your league and allow you to keep all the money, all that winnings, all those winnings when you come in first. <laughs> I guess I'll let you keep all that. Me, I just want the bragging rights. You just tell your friends that the Oracle is the real deal. Agreed? Agreed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I love you so much. I just hate the part. It's like we just have some good time. We can just spend together. You get to know me. I get to know you. As we go on this fantasy football journey to the championship, I'm just telling you guys, it's going to be, we just, we just got to play it right. We got, I don't want to say make your bets, but you got to put, uh, uh, a seed, a small financial seed in a few leagues, do the work, and hopefully it equals to a first-place win, and you shall receive the seeds, should hopefully blossom into a... Pe- have petals and into a beautiful flower one day. A one wealthy one. And you can do it with fantasy football, but you gotta tune in every week 
to listen to the oracle so he can help you and help me to help you and we'll help each other. This is the oracle with the stash. Looking so nice. I got it twisted one time before I go off air. For good luck for the ladies and gentlemen. I hope you all have a successful fantasy football league on for fantasy purposes only.